Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Fandalorian Club here on the channel. We are back. It is uh, episode two of Fando, but episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and I put up a one and a two when I said two and three. That doesn't matter. We are still here excited to talk some Star Wars. Uh, it is the crew. We are back. My name is Jake Berlin. I'm your host here on Fandalorian Club. And I'm joined today by Mr. Brian Avalicino and one Gio Ramos, who finally has a poster in the background. And it <laughs> happens. A little something. <laughs> uh Gio, I'll go to you first today, man. How you doing? Um, I'm I'm pretty good, guys. I uh, I'm excited about basketball, not Star Wars related, but I, I have to be honest with you, that's kind of the only thing on my mind right now. Um so yeah, and obviously I'm excited to talk about this episode of Obi-Wan. Back good to be back with you too. So yeah. Go sees. Go sees. Um and to the Lone Warriors fan Go here Dubs. on the channel, Mr. Brian, how you doing? I'm good. Back in the Bay Area, which is perfect because Rue is here. I see you. I'm uh, not highlighting any of Rue's comments because of it. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I know you're here and that's all that matters. So, uh, yeah, trying to not fade into the darkness because my mom's house has horrible lighting. So, yeah. Glad I was able to make it in time. Traffic yeah. was a nightmare down here. Well, I mean, you went to the Bay Area, so I mean, yeah, but at in the afternoon, it should be fine because he's a freaking Kings fan, Rue, which is even more. Right, you're wearing a Boston hat. You're saying go Dubs. I'm a Red Sox fan. That I like. They're my baseball team, but I've always been Warriors. The arenas, well, the Oracle used to be like 20 minutes away, mm. so. Yeah, my grandma grew up less than Gio, uh, my grandma's I'm, house is a mile away from Oracle. I'm sorry, Gio. You have no room to talk. Being a Celtics fan, being a Yankees fan, and being a Niners a late, fan, you have no Lakers. fan. No, oh, Jacob. No, 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 sorry, sorry. You have no room to talk, Gio. Hey, None. And Jacob also has no room to talk. Being a Lakers fan, like diversity of fandoms. Okay, Jacob is what Lakers, 49ers, Giants. 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 Yeah, he's the absolute worst. <laughs> and he is here. And he is here. Hello, Mr. Jacob Bartley. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Hi. I, I love up, Andy's. Buddy? Which Star Wars was this stuff in again? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, away from sports, because everyone here doesn't really probably doesn't really care much about sports except for Rue. Uh, I'm sure a couple people do, but um, now, look, we're here to talk Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, we talked about it last week, how this show has the possibility of being something very, very cool and special with the, uh, you know, uh, the pieces that it has to the puzzle, right? Puzzle has, hasn't gotten put together yet, but it has Ewan McGregor. It has Hayden Christensen. It has Deborah Chow, among many, many other names. Um, and it hasn't reached full potential yet, but we now see what, full potential possibly looks like after episode three part three i'll say rather um it i mean in my opinion the show has hit an, and it's all it's been three episodes i get it but it is technically the halfway point the show is at an all-time high right now uh it is showing what 10 years after episode three looks like uh the darkness that obi-wan has gone through you bring in vader we're gonna break it all down uh, no specifics just yet, but I want to get quick, instant reactions from these guys before we kind of talk about some details here. Brian, I'll go back to you. 
what was your initial thought as soon as you finished uh, part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Just how much I love this show. I, I just don't understand how anyone has any problems with it. Like I, it's, it's all like, subjective. People are just so. It's not picky. subjective, Geo. It, Everyone you like or they suck. Everyone just like. Oh, we're gonna have a conversation. Literally, oh, like Jesus. People are just trying to find things to poop on. Like I just don't get it. I'm having so much fun watching it. Like, I, I feel like I'm back in the prequel era of like. Just, just a little kid watching these new Star Wars movies with these characters that I literally grew up with. So I, I, I'm loving it. I have no complaints right now. I, I'm just enjoying the ride. Yep. Just kind of piggybacking off that before I get to Geo, because I feel like Geo might pull the negative card on us. Um, just, I mean. Let's be honest, Gio. It's kind of your mo sometimes. Um, it took it took me back to you're right, Brian. Like it, it as much as I love like Rogue One and Solo and The Force Awakens and parts of the other two films. Um, it took me back to how I experienced Star Wars, Star Wars with the prequels. Like that's what it felt like. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it all in specifics and, and kind of dive into a little bit more. We're but, literally back in the era of our childhood. Yeah, like that, and that's what I'm talking about. Like we're we've said it before, but we're prequel babies, so it it just it I think it just hits different. I guess it, it might be the best way of saying it. But uh, Gio, what what kind of negative thoughts you got for us today? Stop. <laughs> no, I mean you kind of touched on it, right? We're prequel babies, so looking at this show. I mean, it, it, maybe it helps explain why I'm a little bit more protective of it and very fair. I mean, maybe a little fair. bit more critical of when I watch the episodes because it's like, you know, we've been wanting to see you and back for 10 years, over 10 years now. Same with Hayden, just being back in that era, filling in some of the story in between revenge of the sith and a new hope i mean we've gotten we've gotten the rebels and the clone wars and all that kind of stuff and bad batch too but like this <coughs> is what we've been waiting for instant reaction it was better the second time i watched it the first time i saw it i was a little bit and i can't believe i i i felt this way too but i felt a little bit underwhelmed by what i was watching that's not to say there wasn't amazing things that we're going to get into and talk about but i guess in order for me to elaborate on that we just got to go through the episode so my question for you though is did you set your expectations way too high that's like, what i was gonna say un unobtainable expectations i guess i how guess can you be no. underwhelmed at vader yes, snapping yes and no because lucasfilm kind of said it right this is the rematch of the century this is uh darth vader and obi -Wan. but we haven't even gotten to the rematch yet but still when they're on screen together and there's all these cutaways like godzilla the first movie where it's just like okay i'm gonna run now and then i'm gonna again i get the context and whatnot but the lightsaber battle wasn't anything impressive i get where obi-wan is at in his current state just like scared like he's a padawan again and and whatnot but it's just 
I, I don't know. Like uh, when you feed me all this stuff, Lucasfilm, and you tell me all these things about Obi-Wan, I'm going to expect it. And who's to say it doesn't happen in the later episodes, but I'm so, just talking I mean, about this episode. I, I definitely respect Gio's, Gio's thoughts and, and everything. I just, it, the way that I think about it is that was literally the first time he ignited his lightsaber in 10 years. Sure. In 10 years. Of course he's going to run. Like, okay, let's just get into it because we're already here. Let's just talk about it. I mean, okay. we're, we're here, so might as well notes. talk about it. We're, we're <laughs> talking. Okay, we're just going to get into the Vader Obi-Wan stuff because we're, we're here. It's, it's happening. Can um, I ask one thing before? Has everyone watched it multiple times? I've watched it three and a half times. See, I've seen it twice. And like I said, the second time I, I liked it more. So I think, I think, I don't know about you guys, but this is one, the first show that I'm like itching to watch it immediately twice out of I all mean, the disney plus yeah. shows like immediately I, I, agree. I agree watching twice yeah i agree i agree because it well it goes back to what we talked about with the first with last when we talked about it on monday um it has a very different type of cinematic feel to it compared to some of the other shows and not not every single show but some of the other shows don't have that like oomph that that punch that you want it to feel like a movie um, and it feels like this, this does feel like a movie. Um, and of course, broken up into episodes and, and maybe, and this ending out of them all, out of the three of them was by far like the, the whole, oh, this is a TV show. We're leaving you on a cliffhanger till next episode. Right. Like, cause it just kind of like happened anyway. Jacob, I'm so glad you're in the chat because like, I know that if you were here, you would be going in on G, hundred percent, so protective of Obi Wan. Come on, Jacob, put it put it in the chat, my guy. Put it in the chat. <laughs> Come on. Um. Anyway, uh, I this is actually I want to bring this up. This is actually something that I was going to bring up. This is from Andy. Uh, he's broken and ignited out of fear, and even wasn't aware enough to not let the light affect his vision. Uh, that's that's a great point because, you know, he's he had been shut off from the force for ten years. He didn't have his lightsaber around him for 10 years. And as much as he still has the force in him, it's going to take time to, for the lack of a better term, reignite itself, right? That's why, like, you see that POV shot behind the lightsaber as you're looking around. He can't find Vader because he's not fully adapted back into the force yet. Um, I just, I love the, the, like, Almost the flip, like I'm not saying that Obi Wan completely took over Anakin and was beating the hell out of him at Episode Three, but I mean, in a lot of he literally was using one hand. That's what I'm saying. Vader, yeah. Vader, Vader yeah. wasn't even a like trying. He legit wasn't even trying. He was. He wanted to torture him. He 100 percent wanted to torture him the entire time, and that like he was using one hand, and then the dragging of him through the fire, which was brutal. Yeah. Like for them to go there uh and you know it's your time to suffer essentially is what he said uh dragging him through the flames like wow like we went there um we didn't even talk about the scene where he's walking through the town and he's breaking bodies and killing people which that he's man he is still in order 66 mode the way he murders that boy just effortless effortlessly and just that's it and i'm like oh literally man. just snaps the guy's I, the kid's neck and keeps going yeah i think i and we've we've seen vader in um some incredible moments before like brutality wise obviously rogue one comes to mind as as the most prominent um this might be my favorite version of vader 
yet. This is what I'm talking about over too. Over Rogue One. Over you, Rogue One because I think he's angrier here than he is in Rogue One. Okay, see, now this brings me back to when I said to you, wouldn't you want to see a story of Vader, like how pissed off he is right now? And you are like, oh, I'm kind of over Vader. Like, I didn't, that's not what not, I said. Not over it, that but is, we've gotten in a lot of stories Ooh. of Vader. And you, you are, you are totally taking my okay, word. Okay, then, then what did you say? So what I said was, I love that Vader's included in this. I don't need Vader in everything. He's had he's had three comic book runs on top of being in other comic books. He's been in multiple books, right? He was in Rogue One. He's in Rebels. Uh, he Anakin's obviously in Clone Wars. Um, now he's in Obi Wan. I don't know if I need a Vader centric show. Like I like seeing this where he's almost a co lead. I don't need I don't need him in everything. I don't. That's I'm what I'm everything. saying. But you. Are, if you're saying, hey, we're going to do a Vader show where he's just absolutely wrecking people, even if it was just like finding Jedi, essentially kind of like what he's doing right now, you wouldn't be down for that because I would like run I mean, I, towards would, it. Would I watch it? Yes. Would I rather see different stories in the Star Wars galaxy? A thousand percent. Mm. I want to see I mean, Jake, Vader. Can, can you fault the creators of like, okay, if it's set during a time when Vader is there and alive no, like can you all. fault them for not using you know I, okay look if, if deborah chow is given the opportunity and, and lucasfilm literally goes to her and says we want you to do obi-wan but we don't know what we're doing the first thing that goes in our mind is oh fucking duh i'm doing obi-wan versus vader obviously sure. yeah. like yes of course but if that's it's book of it, boba fett then it's like i mean not that that doesn't make any sense or like that. or like uh um like andor Okay, Andor, perfect example. I don't need Vader in that. Oh no, he doesn't need like to be in that. But that I'm but talking I'm about saying, a Vader like, show. I know, but I don't. I don't need. I don't know if I need that. I like. But, I think. I think seeing Vader right now, we're gonna get four, essentially four full episodes of Vader in his absolute craziest stage of life. Right, sure. he's pissed off. He's anger, angry. He literally told the fourth sister to her face, "If you fail, I'm murdering your ass." Like he literally said that fourth or third sister, third, third sister. Sorry. Third sister. Okay. My bad. Um, so like, I'm just saying I like, because I read the comic books in the books and stuff, I am, I am covered with Vader all the time. Right. That's, that's why I'm coming from this perspective because there's so many other stories out there that I'd rather see. But anyway, we're talking about Obi-Wan and more Vader and Obi-Wan. I'm a thousand percent for just clarifying, just clarifying. No, I think, what the uh what deborah and company did with putting emphasis on his breathing and the environment that he was in definitely was a lot of a lot more impactful than i thought it would have been i mean it's this, also the way it's shot him sure. getting built was awesome the, so yeah that scene because it's the first time we've like the scene in episode three was cool and all right. but this is like legit seeing like pieces go in his body and the full back to tank status and everything and it's super cool after because it happens right after the opening of obi trying to reach out to qui-gon and then we get all the flashback moments from like the prequels of qui-gon speaking anakin we hear reva at one point like it's it's a very cool thing as soon as obi-wan says anakin it cuts to him being built as vader um which is really 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 cool but geo i agree with you it's it 
the breathing aspect, because it's such an iconic thing with the character and it goes with him hand in hand, it was very important to get that down as good as they did. But also the way that they're shooting him is remarkable. Uh, the camera work, it it's like the, I, I'm that scene of him walking down uh, the town. The way the camera is working is unreal. Camera pans up. It's just Deborah Chow is such a fantastic director. She is so good at what she does. Um, she brings this very, for lack of a better term, I guess, she brings a very indie, original style direction to her projects. Um, it doesn't feel super high budget blockbustery, but the cinematography is done so well to where it feels cinematic. Um, and it's not shot with like the most expensive cameras on the planet or anything like that, but she's using her ability and the people around her to shoot something that she may be using a single camera, just sitting there in front of Vader, but because of the way she's shooting it and the way that they do the post, it feels like some of the most cinematic stuff we've ever seen. Um, at least for star Wars television is what I mean. Uh, so yeah, it's, and, and that's a big part of the show is you have to make sure you get Vader, right? Like if you don't get Vader right, it doesn't work. And that goes to do with the way the character walks, talks, uh, moves, um, the, sh the shooting of the character, all of it. And that also brings me another point. The voice sounded incredible. James uh, Earl Jones. He didn't sound as the older version like he did in Rogue One. Because remember we talked about how he kind of felt aged because he obviously felt he felt older, right? Um, it sounds like they did a little work to his voice and he sounds much younger, which is fantastic. It worked out perfectly. Yeah, I agreed. It's great to hear James Earl Jones uh, back again. Use him while he's still here, please. And I need him to record every word in the English dictionary just in case. <laughs> Literally have him do a just read the dictionary just so we have every word. Well, they should just make his voice an AI voice. There you go. <laughs> we like, live in a world now where you can pull that off. I mean, you, you we talked about it on Apocalypse Now on Tuesday, how mm -hmm. Val Kilmer okay. and uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, Jake, when you brought up that, you know, they did a lot of uh, post, uh, what's the term, ADR or something? Like, well, they called the they called it artificial intelligence. They artificial created 40 different versions of artificial intelligence for, for Iceman and Maverick. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so, but it's still great to hear him back, and it's great to see Hayden Christensen. I mean, th uh, that dude, that scene where he shows up in his Jedi robes. Whoa. I, you want to know funny. moment? Yeah, I, it's funny. I didn't the first time I watched it, didn't know who that was. Like, so Gabby thought it was Palpatine. Okay, see, I knew it wasn't oh. going to be Palpatine because he never and, and again, that's coming from Gabby's black. perspective. Like, I gave her credit to even guessing. I didn't. I if Palpatine returned again, well, he didn't die. Never mind. He's technically alive. Yeah, yeah I didn't see it. Uh, see him the first time. I and I didn't want to stop and rewind. I just wanted one quick flow. It was the way he was standing and turned. I immediately well, he was recognized. pretty covered too. It was I know, like, but it, it was, was a, pretty. It, it reminded me of the way he was in Episode Three when he goes Must to the dark part. side in the yellow yeah. eyes and the way he turns. I was oh, like, no, oh my god, that's Hayden in his Jedi robes. I was like, Ooh. yeah, that was it wild. was bonkers. It was bonkers. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a good point, Andy. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Deborah Chow. I mean, yeah. he's not wrong. No. He's absolutely not wrong. Uh, for our view, for our listeners, uh, audio wise, Andy says fully reinforcing the fact that the best episodes of Star Wars TV have been directed it's by women. A hundred percent. Like, there's no debating it. Uh, so, um, oh. oh, I just wanted I wanted to go back real quick to Obi Wan Vader sure. and see if we had any final thoughts before we kind of move on to some other stuff. Yeah, I will just say that the episode um, was an incredible reminder to everyone that Vader is without a doubt the greatest villain of all time. Mm-hmm. All time. Just my opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about No Country for <laughs> Old Man. I was like, Geo. I was just thinking so. about No Country for Old Man. He's up there too. Anton Sugar. But yeah, I mean, Vader. I mean. Vader's name, you could say in any generation and like they know who it is. Sure. That's pr- pretty rare. Like, yeah, we're talking about almost uh, in a in a couple of years, in about five years, it'll be fifty years of Star Wars. Yeah. So. Yeah. so. Um, a couple things regarding uh, Vader and Obi Wan. What have you become? I am what you made me. Um, yeah, Andy just brought it up, uh, and he said that it sounded very similar to a past dialogue, which maybe they mixed some old stuff with new stuff. Um, that might be the best line of the show so far. Very powerful in context but anakin no you made yourself that way when obi-wan <laughs> says and revenge is if you have done that yourself yeah mm-hmm. well and so yeah stop. and it and it it but that's also a reminder of like how twisted and i think andy might have or someone said it was it andy uh it's really giving us why obi-wan considers him twisted at evil it it reminds mm-hmm. us as to why anakin is so twisted right like he like he turned to the dark side on his own. He made the decision to do all the stuff he did. He did. He was manipulated yeah. by Palpatine, of course, but he mm-hmm. ultimately decided to do this. But he is also in a large part twisted by beliefs. And he still believes that everything that has happened is Obi-Wan's fault and the Jedi. So um, it's, it's the great reminder of how good of a villain process it was for him. The twist from good to evil and the reasoning um why the why the way he is uh and, and how he acts what yeah that's what i meant to say sorry um my brain my brain thought too fast um but yeah he he very much is a twisted twisted person and he's just been sitting in that thought process for 10 years i mean it's and it's made him worse and worse and that line man when he said that i was like oh just my heart <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he clearly still thinks he's this way because of other people, not himself. Like, never once has he, like, taken accountability of his own actions. It's always been to this point, someone else did this and this is why. When Ahsoka left him, it was someone else's fault. The Jedi Order failed her, in turn failed me. Obi-Wan turn Padme against me. No, you were just a jackass. Like it's, it's never, he's never taken accountability for his own actions. And still to this day, like it's clear that he's still that self-centered boy, even in this ginormous mask and suit, like he's still like acts like the little boy from Phantom Menace. 
temper throwing temper tantrums and stuff. Oh, especially in Attack of the Colognes. He literally says it out loud, like it's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous and blah blah yeah. blah. And you know, I mean you saw it early on. Um Okay. Um I and I guess that's why in the first viewing I had, I was I felt a little underwhelmed because I, maybe I was too focused on the lightsaber battle and all that. But a second time, it was it really stood out to me just how Vader was giving Obi Wan a taste of what he did to him on Mustafar, you know, dragging him through the fire and just I was shocked. Was that glass yeah. or something? What what was he dragging him across? Uh, it, like it, explosive. I almost, yeah, I almost felt like it might have like a Star Wars version of coal that lights on fire pretty quickly. Um, because that, that moment where where he's there and he just touches his lightsaber on the ground and lights up was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Just said that was so badass. Like what like what a move. He's ruthless. <laughs> Absolutely ruthless. Now, as cool as that was. Uh oh, here we go. Does the force now work <laughs> through fire or something? Like, could he have, you know, hey, oh, where are you going? Get back here. I, I honestly know. think that there was a sense of like fear from him from the fire. Vader? Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember the moose. The, I mean, I know that he basically sits in fire with his castle on Mustafar, but the dude is the way he is because he burned alive essentially. You know, so Brian might be right. Like maybe he is a little fearful of fire, um, even though he did ignite it himself. Uh, he did it for the sole purpose of dragging Obi Wan through it. Sure, um, but I mean, dude, it is it is a good question. Uh, I think he came up with I, a better way. It doesn't take away from the moment we just saw. It, maybe saying, maybe like, it was like a a thing where he saw the stormtrooper get shot down, and then. And then the fire erupts because of a shot. Maybe he believed that there were others out there that he couldn't see or do, and he didn't want to get into a full blaster fight because he was solely focused on Obi Wan. I think he um, just wants to chase him down and just like me make too. Him be fearful. Yeah, I think so too. I, th I think it's literally just the wanting to play cat and mouse. Like he's enjoying. He does. He clearly doesn't want to just kill him and be done with it. He literally just wants to just torture and run this fear as long as possible but i ultimately uh, geo i thought the same thing immediately but i think it, I, I my immediate thought was like he's not he's not screwing with the fire i mean they didn't go very far she just dragged him over the hill and like you know get the transport and you know whatnot i'm I guess I'm nitpicking here. So no, I mean it, it's no, a and that's, but that's thing. why we're doing that's why we're doing that we do this show is to answer and and debate stuff like this, things that happen within the episode. Um you are right. I mean, why didn't he just do it during the through the fire? But maybe there was some kind of mental block uh that was happening. Yeah. Very, very possible. Um God, I was just gonna bring something up and I totally forgot. Um anybody else have anything while I try to think? Yeah. Um I am 100% convinced at this point that Riva is a Padawan that got out, that is solely seeking revenge on Vader, and that she more or less hates Obi-Wan because it's his fault no one came and got her. I I'm 100% convinced at this point because she did multiple things 
that caught my attention um, when he snaps the um, the the kid's neck. She does this, like 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 turns, like grimaces, like holy crap. And then when she's in the um, the little hideout, she's m- looks more upset that she wasn't so like a person that got brought into that and was hidden and stuff. Like I'm so convinced that she's just bitter that she was not saved. Uh, and she's, I, I think she's gonna fail, but try to go after Vader in some point. She's, she's going to be forced choked so bad. So bad. Yeah. I think he's just going to stab her straight through and just, I think he's going to full on force choke that girl. It's going to be terrible mm. to watch. Yeah, uh, but I'm 100% convinced at this point that she's an old Padawan that probably was a part of Project Harvester uh, taken as a kid and just used. That's what, yes, Jeff, that's what Brian's saving, essentially. She's using we OB- talked about it last yes. week. We talked about it on Monday, essentially, that uh, she's using Obi-Wan as bait for Vader to bring him in, get him distracted, yeah. and then cut him down. She knows she knows he's Anakin. Anakin is the no well, obviously Darth Vader wants Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is the easiest connection to get to him. Cause it does not seem that they get to be around Vader unless it's like this type of situation. Well, not even talk to him. The uh, when Riva had said that they that she talked to him directly, they were like, "Wait, you talked to Vader?" Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. It's there's a hundred percent motive for her to get to Vader, and she even kind of like takes off after him for a second, and then that's when Fifth Brother's like, "He told you to not do it." Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like I like she looked like she was gonna go after Vader at that moment, and that she was told like which stand down. would be a dumb move because fifth brother and fourth sister fourth sister, fourth sister which yeah. i got questions for you guys about that afterwards help explain why he's fifth and she's fourth and he's third um the matter there's no there's not, no real yeah. explanation there's none but we just there's know one. that there's not double digits they, they just go up to nine right brian but i'm there hasn't been anything higher than nine the yeah it's just sister. it's just the nine yeah yeah oh okay um since we're talking <laughs> about uh, you know, the, I guess that moment and what the safe house, which they call the path, um, which they Quinlan Voss. Yeah. Love it. Who's Quinlan? Oh, Quinlan is the one that has explained for the people who decided to click on our channel. And it's because you haven't watched, you haven't watched, uh, clone wars all the way through, but he appeared in the phantom menace. Um, he he is background an incredibly badass character who has had some incredible stories. Um, it's this dude. Have you ever seen him, Gio? Uh, this is the Clone Wars version. No, I haven't. You've never so, seen him really like up close as a live action. He's in the background yeah. of an, of Phantom Menace, but not like... Oh, I see. One. I googled Quinlan Phantom Menace and... I see Jar Jar and he's right behind him. So, yeah. And he, and this, oh. this is a big deal too because O'Shea Jackson Jr. is Quinlan Voss. Well, 
you can't say he is. It's people are heavily, heavily. If they name drop him, he's 100% showing up. Is that who O'Shea Jackson Jr. is playing? That's what people are theorizing. That's what everyone thinks he is. I Quinlan Voss coming into a story where he's actually involved in live action. I'm so pumped. I so I'm excited for him because he was in Dark Disciples, which is my favorite Star Wars book because it deals with Asajj Ventress. Um, I obviously she is not going to be around for this, which is a bummer, which I would, can you imagine if like she was and like all of a sudden you just hear her voice in the background? Oh, um, yeah, Gio, she, he, he, he teeters he's, that line. He's not as clean cut as Obi-Wan, put it that way. So he's like a gray Jedi. Uh, no, it's a little different. I would consider Qui-Gon a gray Jedi. Quinlan Voss can like. He has been influenced by the dark side before. Well, okay, Brian, Gio's never going to read this book. He's never going to read this book. Put it this way. I know, but I don't want to spoil it for people in the chat. That Okay, spoilers. It's my, it's my favorite book. Spoilers for Dark Disciple for the next like 10 seconds, okay? Quinlan Voss in that book goes on a mission where he goes undercover as a Sith apprentice. And nice. he basically gets temp- tempted and very much teeters that line for a very long period of time. Is and that an audio book? Massage Ventress. It is an audio book, yeah. Yes. You know what, Brian? You said I'm never I'm by the time I never said you're never gonna read the it. next the next Fando. I'm gonna Yeah. If I got you. It's I actually not it. a it's it's actually not a long book because originally it was supposed to be part of Clone Wars season seven as a four episode arc, but the season originally got canceled on Cartoon Network, so they turned it into a book and then Clone Wars ended up coming back. Um, so it was that we were supposed to see it in animated form. But yeah, Gio, he's actually he he'll probably end up being your favorite Jedi, to be honest. Like he is super, super cool. Over Mace Windu? Yes. He's okay. kind of like I don't want to say similar to Mace Windu, but he where it's like that teeters that line sometimes. You know who he's like? The movie version of Black Adam, which is what they're turning him into. <laughs> okay. See, that makes yeah. When you say it like that, that's, that <laughs> makes a lot more sense. He's not a great Jedi, but I thought great Jedis were that. But I mean, we've never exactly. technically had a real. This is a great Jedi, but yeah, no, I don't know if not... they'll ever do official great Jedi's. I don't. Think I don't think they they'll will. ever. They I think lose. honestly, I think the closest thing to a great Jedi right now is uh, Qui Gon, probably in in canon. He's the because he. He was a he was Qui-Gon and to... kind of Dooku. Dooku, but Dooku eventually went bad. Qui-Gon very much teetered because he didn't agree with the Jedi Council. He was in it, or that he was in the order, Dooku. but he never agreed with the council, but he never went bad. You know, and he was willing to do things that were against the order's way. And I know Qui-Gon or uh, Dooku was as well. Anyway, back to back to I've, Obi-Wan, everyone. I have I, I have <laughs> two more things regarding that moment. Go ahead. Um to, to Brian's point, I, I think you're onto something because the way Reva looks at that symbol um, on the wall, which the Jedi symbol, the the Jedi symbol. Mm -hmm. 
her emotions weren't like angry. It was like a little bit of like, almost sadness. I think she misses it. She uh, she very much misses her life as a youngling and what it's it was what kind she, of headed towards. It, it's what it could have been because right. she was she was taken away from her family, right, to be a youngling, and then all that was just ripped away. And now she's been on this weird path for the last ten years that's led her to being, uh, you know, an inquisitor working for Vader under the dark side, having to do pretty bad things. But it, to Brian's point about the whole cutting down Vader thing and her having regrets of like when he snapped the kid's neck and looking at that shelter, uh, go back to episode two where um, she didn't cut down Kumail Nanjiani. There's reasons why she's not doing things. It seems like even though that she's part of it. And, or have yellow eyes. Or do that or, or do bad things that other Inquisitors would. Um, although she did cut off uh, she's ruthless hands she did cut off someone's hands but there's things that she doesn't do that may lead to her having some kind of heart at the end you know well, like yeah i mean we, we've seen examples of that most recently uh andor um from rogue one you know he kills somebody and but he's still like very much on his own mission for good and it's been it's not yet been revealed you know reva's full intentions besides what you know she makes so obvious i mean there's hints that there's more to it which is why i'm you know holding fine with withholding final judgment on the character until all six episodes and i think everyone should feel that way regardless of how you feel because it could easily swing one way or another if it doesn't go into preconceived notions or whatever um so you know we're, we're we're crossing our fingers i'm crossing my fingers that you know it some reveal happens the second to last episode um one other thing that i wanted to mention was what quinlan wrote on the wall only when the eyes are closed can you truly see the way that brought me to episode reminded me of force awakens with ray and how when she's holding the lightsaber she closes her eyes and she finally sees the way and just, I don't know if that's what he was talking about or with the force or something. Uh, did you guys read anything into that? Quinlan is always the quote. I, if I, and Andy, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I know that's what you do with this. And he already corrected me saying that there's supposed to be two, four episode arcs, which I did not know. So thank you for that. Um, I might be wrong on this, but I can swear that Quinlan said that in the, in the clone war series. Um, because he is, and I could be completely off. Um, but Quinlan is a very spiritual, deep emotion type of Jedi. He is very much like a Native American. Yeah, like he like, deals with very different type of stuff. And this is also a good thing to add: is this is one of his powers, Geo. He can read the memories of stuff just by touching them. Mm -hmm. Um, so he he deals with the very spiritual like meditation, hardcore emotional side of the Jedi. Whereas Obi-Wan doesn't really do that much. He's a very straight and narrow type of Jedi uh, from the Jedi order. Quinlan is on the very, very end of the spectrum. Um, and it's, a, it's just a different type of force using for good. Hmm. So, you know, I'm going to read the book. So that as far as Quinlan goes, it's Dark Disciple to read, right? That's mm -hmm. the clear yeah. cut. Number That's one. the only book that he's in. And then he's in, we'll the, talk clone, he's in the Clone Wars a lot. You. 
Okay. Yeah, he's in the Clone Wars a lot. There's actually a really cool arc with him and Obi-Wan together um, in the Clone Wars. So you could probably just Google that episode or episodes and watch those, Geo, if you really wanted to. See, um, that's why I love he's my favorite. you too. Because he's you my favorite. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. It's my favorite book. I love just. I really enjoy it too. It's, I think it's fantastic. It's really, really yeah. good. But I, Brian, I, will, I don't know if you agree with me. I think you should probably watch a few Clone Wars stuff to get to know them a little bit more before sure. reading the book. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to be well versed in Asajj Ventress, like just knowing how she is, and and then what she becomes at the end of Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, Geo, here's here's good examples of to who uh, Quillen is. Uh, he's a hippie Jedi, and gotcha. the Clone Wars writers referred to him as the dude from the Lebowski <laughs> as a Jedi. Put it that way. He's okay. very much like a spiritual, like, mm -hmm. like the land is like that type. He, it, for me, whenever I read anything about him, I pictured like a very spiritual, like Native American person. Like yeah, 100%. That, I agree. That's that's how I pictured him, like very in touch with the land and the spirits and all that type of stuff. That's, that's how I picture him. Yeah, I, someone else could be doing right it. Someone could, could picture it completely different. That's how I always kind of just pictured him very much. Like Quinlan is Bay. Reef done. <laughs> so that's how I always picture. I, I will and, say though, like, uh, Adam Andy is the yellow lightsaber. Well, it's green. I thought it was green. Isn't it? Doesn't he have yellow I, one? I think it's green. Oh wait, no. Well, it he takes a certain one. At the <laughs> yeah, end. but his I his know. normal lightsaber is green. Um, yeah. I out of all the Jedi they could have done, I'm so happy they chose Quinlan. I'm it's so a smart happy move. that they could it's have a really because good, cool one. Out of all the Jedi, he's really the one that's been the most untouched, and he is so freaking popular in Star Wars fandom. Like yeah. I've seen many people come out on Twitter since the episode saying Quinlan's always been my favorite Jedi. We just haven't gotten enough of him. And yeah. now it seems like there's a possibility we get more of him. I agree really, with Jake. Really cool. Geo, if I think you would absolutely love him. Like yeah. he would be one that you would stick to very heavily. Clone Wars is a tough watch because there's so much stuff. But honestly, Geo, I think if you found the episodes that you could watch Asajj and Quinlan and then read Dark Disciple... I think you would have a whole different perspective on Star Wars with those couple characters. Well, let's start with Dark Disciple and random question. Uh, actually, I might agree with Jake. You might want to start a little bit. With you should some watch some Clone, Clone Wars stuff, stuff before reading it because his the book is pretty much. It takes after place after Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. It, it takes place after Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll yeah. go through it and give you like a best of or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Another but, thing. But you had a question. Hold on, Brian. You had a question, Gio. Well, no, I was going to say, random question. Have they ever brought in, or have we seen Master Sifo-Deus? Yeah, he was a, like a ghost. He was a, he was a force ghost at one point, but yeah. that was it. Oh, okay, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, didn't, it didn't really do anything, but, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, sticking to that room, I'm not taking credit for it. Jake already knows because I put it in our group chat, but apparently there was written on the wall uh, for life and light which is the High Republic motto. Yeah. And then the writers were like, oh, like, how did that get in there? Yeah. Which is so. crazy to think about because it was so effing long ago. Yeah. Like, it's it's what, been... 250 years before? At, at least 250, like, right? And, I, and to yeah, think that that's on the wall 
on that planet and they're they're filtering in high republic easter eggs that's that's huge because that's the first the first easter egg i was apprehensive i looked uh to see like the orbesh to see if it matched and the four matched but I mean, the second that the writers were like, did you guys see that? Then I was like, okay, so that's exactly what I said. Yeah, so that's, yeah it's pretty sure. cool that. Well, it was always, like it was always a, um, a win, not an if, but the fact that it, and what a cool way to do it. Like in this, in this uh, shelter that Jedi have been helping essentially smuggle people out. Right. And helping people. And that's where you can throw in someone like Quinlan where they leave their mark or, someone from the high Republic or who has history with the high Republic era. Um, well, it's even just like from there. It's just cool because it's just like, it's not even, it's nothing like crazy, but it's like, it ties into like what's going on with them. Like looking for like positivity and stuff like that. And that was like their saying of positive positivity at the time, like to try to get you through the dark times and stuff was the for <clears> life and light. And that room was the exact same thing. Like had the Jedi symbol, Quinlan Voss's little saying, uh, the uh, for light in life, just like just all these like little positive things to try to like peek at these people that were struggling. And so it works. It's not just like a let's throw a High Republic thing there and just like. And not so. to mention the for the audience. Um the line that Tala says about, you know, she'll make a great soldier someday and we know what Leia turns into. And can you train me to how to shoot a gun? And then we see her in a new hope, just, you know, take out that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. The Easter eggs and like the, the, um, the subtle nods to things that happen in star Wars have been done very, very nicely. And a great example is that high Republic. You said the key word. They're subtle. They're yeah, well, the High Republic face. one, it wasn't mentioned. It was for fans to decipher on the back. Like, it, it yeah. wasn't something that was pointed out. It was just there. Yeah. Right? And, and that's when an Easter egg is done very, very well. Um, yeah. Oh, here you go, Gio. Uh, go back and, and read this. Here's here, the Andy found it. There you go. Uh, there. I screenshotted it for you, Gio. I'll put that okay. up. Watch those before you read Dark Disciple. Andy... You are. I'm telling you, Andy's our fact scholar checker. and a gentleman. He's he is 100 our fact checker, and I love it. Andy, um, you are everything. What's right with the Star Wars <laughs> fandom, and that's so important <laughs> to be right now. So, um, so I want to get to I want to get to uh, because Reefton brought it up. Um, what this episode could mean for like Qui Gon showing up and flashbacks and stuff like that. But I have I've had a question starred from Jeff Nichols for a while that I want to bring up. Um, and he asked, do you think the emperor will appear as a hologram communication possibly? There's no need. Um, I mean, I would say, yeah, in the sense if uh, <clears throat> Obi-Wan and Vader are going to have one more confrontation or at least right now in their minds, one more confrontation, I would think, you know, he might look to Palps for some type of guidance, you know, like. I've finally found him. I've found the Jedi who embarrassed me and made me who I am or something. I wouldn't mind a little, a little 30 second, 60 second, you know, cameo via hologram. Might as well. I mean, Ian McDermott is very much in the star Wars 
circles now. So I mean, I mean we, we saw him at Disneyland. So yeah, you know. he walked right by us. Yeah, oh, he walked. Yeah, he, said, walked, uh, he literally. Gee, I'm not kidding. He walked like this far. I literally um, said, "My lord," when he walked by. <laughs> yeah, I would have said, "Do it, do it." Um, so I will not put out the possibility of him showing up. It obviously is a period where it kind of makes sense, but coming from one who has history with the comic books and the books, um, Palpatine wasn't a huge fan of the Inquisitors in the Inquisitor program, and Vader was very much doing a lot of stuff behind Palp's back. Uh, they were not on the same page for a lot of stuff that was happening. Even at one point, I think I mentioned on a Monday when we reviewed the first two, um, there was even a point in time where Palpatine was essentially going to disown him as his apprentice uh, yeah. because they were on such different sides of things. So for that reason, I think it's going to stick strictly to Vader and the Inquisitors. And I think it should stay that way. Uh, I don't think that we should see Palpatine. I think that this is a very personal fight. Um, and I don't think there's going to be a moment where Vader reaches out to Palpatine for help. He's going to do it and he's going to do it by himself. And if, if the Inquisitors can't help, they're either going to die trying, trying to help him or uh, Vader's going to cut them down in his way. Um, but I think it's because it's so personal. Um, I think it's going to be Vader and Obi-Wan and that is it. That's just my opinion. I will say... Had we not gotten the big joke of Palpatine has somehow returned from Rise, there would be more of a chance. But I think they probably don't want to deal with that. You want to shelve it, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good point. I think had had they not had like like I feel like at this point we would be like, oh, he returned again. Like it's almost like it's going to become a joke. Like I could if you constantly yeah. have him. I could see a scenario where if it plays out the way you think, Brian, um Reva ends up taking on the fifth brother and third sister and then finds a way to defeat them. Having not seen Clone Wars, I don't know if they show up or rebels or whatnot, um, or if they make it out, but I could see where Reva turns and because there is, there's a lot of tension between the fifth brother and third sister. Or yep, yeah. Jake, I'm well, not they, both, they both want the seat. That's why. Oh yeah, they're gonna be yeah. fighting and whatnot. Jake, I'm not ruling out that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller comes in at the very end. Neither do I. The I don't other think so sister. Either. I think there's a very high chance we see her at the end. Or, or there's a high chance we see her as a replacement after some of them die because rebels takes place roughly like five years after this no more than five yeah so like there's a possibility that she's not maybe not even an inquisitor right now but if she shows up bro i'm going to lose so it she's, so she's an inquisitor she is an inquisitor from rebels she's the the main female inquisitor from rebels yeah so, so in the, rebels but Brian, it's the second sister right no She's I was gonna say seventh sister, right? seventh, seventh sister. Sorry, Se- second, seventh. seventh that's yeah, seventh sister. I believe yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Which, uh, which, if she's the seventh sister, that would second, mean that they're second they're was Trilla. Just, that would mean they're essentially just going down the line, naming them, which means she came in later. Well, we know, yeah, that's true. So, right I mean, now, know- they're they're at third and fourth, fifth brother. Six, seventh, eighth, ninth. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe they're just naming them as they come along. 
Well, I think there's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's second sister, second brother, third sister, third brother, like just I, I would say that. So. Would say so. But I mean, second, I know second was Trilla. Yes. Third is clear is Riva. Uh-huh. Fourth is the chick that we've seen so far. Seventh is um, Sarah Michelle Geller's character in Rebels. Uh-huh. Then you have sixth brother, which is the one that Ahsoka stole the lightsabers from. Which, we're which I see. cannot wait to see. Yeah. Oh. Ninth sister was the one that was in the video we're game. We're blowing Gio's mind right now. He's like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> any any cousins? No. <laughs> no, no cousins. Sister brother, no distant cousins. Uh, fifth okay. brother we have. What was the ninja one? The ninja looking guy. I think he was seventh brother. Eighth brother. Eighth brother. Eighth brother. Eighth brother. Thank you. Is yeah. on Malachor. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch. There's a crap ton. So I would not be surprised because they've said there's uh, the. Um... Oh, okay, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. I was I was just taking a shot of the dark that maybe it's just in order. Oh. Of yeah, I think but... I think I have a feeling they're just dispatched everywhere, Which and makes these sense. ones just happen to be around and. At the very end, I would not be surprised if Sarah Michelle Geller just comes in at the very if end. She, if she shows up, I'm gonna be so juiced because she well, is she's arguably my favorite inquisitor. Like she's awesome, she's absolutely awesome, and she is not extremely hard, I feel like, to pull off. I just in I love live her action. Helmet. I love her helmet so if much. you well, I'll put it this way: if you can pull off fifth brother in live action, you can easily pull off her in live action and the reason why i love her so much because ahsoka absolutely wrecks her <laughs> they get into it they go I'm, hard I'm, I'm becoming a fan of fifth brother i don't know why maybe it's sung I, I think, dude sung kang has done a great job of bringing this character to life people Very were shitting job. on him just for his look and then like all of a sudden once it came out like no one is saying anything about it yeah, other he's like things. uh he reminds me of like if if raiden was an inquisitor like you know <laughs> that's oh, actually geez, very that, true that's a very good comparison that's a really good comparison yeah. it's, it's true a really good comparison. Hey, random question for Leave all the to you to bring in mortal combat but it's pretty accurate actually <laughs> who, who wins in a battle royale between the knights of ran and the inquisitors Inquisitor. Knight, Inquisitors. The Knights of Ren led by Kylo versus Grand Inquisitor. The way that we've seen them on screen, the Inquisitors every time. Okay. I will say the comic book version of the Knights of Ren are bad ass. They're pretty cool. We just haven't seen we just them. haven't seen it on Maybe screen. Maybe we'll get a Disney yeah. Plus series. Who knows? So. There's a, they've I will say they've made the Knights of Ren pretty legit in the comic books. Like they're not so wonky thrown to the side like they were in they actually have a real purpose and there's a cool backstory to them in the comics but and they've been around for a while yeah we just haven't seen it i would love to see that as a series that would be really cool yep Mm -hmm. a knights of ren series would actually be really really cool yeah the inquisitors are just i mean that's why i've been wanting them for so long because they're just so interesting i mean the story alone that they were once jedis that turned and work for vader and doing all these nefarious deeds and stuff and whatnot and it i and, think it was it was out. a 20 time 20 year time period too it was it wasn't just yeah. like five years it was the entire time between three and four the entire yeah. time it's Jeez. it's something that is just i'm as much as like my selfishness of like i like these guys and they're my thing i love hearing other people now like 
like I can have a conversation with people that are enjoying it. And like, I could be like, so this is, and they're clearly getting used more because as we saw the Ahsoka one is coming to live action where she literally takes it and bleeds mm-hmm. them white so it's I, like dude i'm going to lose i gotta my watch that mind episode. over that scene well oh, no geo it's, it's not out yet that's from the book and that they're oh. probably gonna put in live we, we can talk about that at a later date but that scene i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my mind yeah um, i just think they're doing a very good job using the inquisitors are not just so far this wonky like little like they're not the knights they're, of ren they're, they're not well no it's not I was afraid like people would be like, oh, they're just Vader's little like minions and they're not taken serious. Like, no, they're making them like legit threats. Like mm-hmm. they actually are like things that people were like, okay, these guys are actually kind of dope. And like, they're not little side characters just to advance the plot. Like they're actually being Did, used. Uh, on the topic of, um Inquisitors, and I'm not taking credit for this. I saw this online, but did you guys see that when we get into... Um, the fortress, the Inquisitor's fortress, oh, and they're the in Inquisitorious. The, the Inquisitorious. When they're in the main hall, in the background, they have youngling trophies. Their helmets. It's their helmets and their lightsabers. It's fucking dark. So, Geo, if you go back and watch, and there, it's the wide shot of them at the table when they're mm-hmm. all talking. When Riva is walking in the room, and in the background next to the stormtroopers. There's essentially what looks like a case and it's red. It's lined with red and it's the youngling helmets and lightsabers from the Jedi temple. Damn. Right. <laughs> Literally the Jedi that they've killed. They take yeah. their lightsabers. And the and helmets. On their helmets. Like, jeez. It's like, man, empire. Well, they said it later on in the episode, empire abducting force sensitive children and killing them. And, trophies well and wow and like yeah i mean that's just maybe it's maybe they're holding on to the sabers and those they're like in training we know that they've been taking younglings after this episode they've been stealing younglings around the galaxy anyone who's force sensitive whether they're i mean that could literally be their childhood lightsabers and that's what i'm saying like maybe 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 that's reva's helmet like yeah that could very much be her helmet i mean we know i mean we know a dark side loves a good uh (laughs) trophy and that's evil as shit it's though. so evil it's so evil it is so evil and i love it like what's what's more evil than keeping like the prized possession of the jedi you murdered like their kyber crystal is literally like basically a part of them inside the lightsaber and you've kept it on display now it's like yeah i murdered that one yeah. And the Legungling helmets is so brutal. Up. So brutal. Um, all right. This is a great question uh, here from Words789, who t- pretty much answered his own question. Uh, why bring back Hayden when he is just unrecognizable under the makeup and doesn't even voice Vader? One thing, and you answered it, flashbacks. Please. Flashbacks as Clone Wars, Anakin, and Obi-Wan are 1,000% ne- coming. I think it's next episode. And well, yeah, uh, someone, someone, I don't know who said it, but this is exactly what I thought of. I got to bring it up. I got to find it. I don't know where it went. I think we're getting it next episode. Your so do I. are coming next episode. Uh, let me try to find it. While you're finding it, I'll say, I think 
Who better to know the mannerisms of Anakin than him? This he's just under the suit. Like, I mean, to also, I think it's insulting if you bring back someone else to play Darth Vader if it's not it is. if it's not Hayden Christensen, especially when he's playing opposite Obi-Wan. Yeah, like, there you we, go. Saw, we saw this, we saw this in in Boba Fett. Back to tank flashbacks. Yeah. Obi-Wan's going to be sitting, trying to be healed with his shoulder, and we're 1,000% getting scenes of them in the Clone Wars. And I'm going to lose my mind! Didn't they yeah. do... They did that a lot in Boba Fett, too. The first, yeah, like, three episodes or so? Like, first yeah. three, four episodes no, they did it? Yeah. Hey, word 789. That, hold on. We got three more episodes, okay? let's. I, I'm going to go crazy oh, when it's a, it's a Clone Wars flashback and we see them, like... Fighting on like Christophsis or something like oh and like so Jake, Rex oh my god Jake you know what I was thinking about the other day flashback what, to yes Andy yes what it would you a back to flash think, yeah <laughs> what would you think if so we know Ashley Eckstein's like short little thing right what if what if flash, this was her one chance to play her yeah man what if, what if the flashback. Yeah, man. What if the flashback is of them, dude? Don't get she, me hyped, Brian. Brian, don't and, get me hyped. And she don't is do the it. Young, don't yep. do it. Let's, don't do it, okay. Brian. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it if she shows. Because like, because come on, like snips and you, sky guy. If you heard her voice, like oh, I would lose I, it. I, Rosario I lose Dawson it. is doing a fantastic job as Ahsoka, but. Can you imagine as a fan of Ahsoka, just anyone that was like, all of a sudden you have these like young Obi-Wan and da 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 da. And then all of a sudden you just see her turn around and it was like, Sky Guy, da da da. Like, and maybe she's running off with Rex. Just imagine a wide shot of Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, Rex, and Cody, all five of them together. Cody can Bro. catch a, Cody can catch a lightsaber to the neck though for all I well at, at, right now he can but not at that <laughs> point know. not at that point that see um, Reeve that Tom, that's be, what I'm saying that's what I'm that, saying yeah Rosario right as the adult one and Ashley as the young one would be dude my dude blowing. it's something they should have did in the sequel trilogy um oh but God. if you if you pull it off here Star Wars fans are gonna I'm talking all Star Wars fans for a brief moment are all going to be you like, ruined my day, man. I'm you sorry. I've day. been thinking about that since the first episode dropped and I wasn't going to say anything, but it was the perfect, we were talking about it and I've been holding it, but like, she's a tiny little thing. You could easily throw makeup on age is not going to be a problem. And just like, it would be, incredible like if she doesn't we don't we're probably we would probably never see her again as no. in live action no. it would just be this short little thing of them like running or doing something in a battle and you just and hear her voice the original Ahsoka voice mm -hmm. going like all right sky guy and just like takes off or something and that's all she will need right there because that'll be a moment that will be celebrated for generations i mean she, i know man crazy yeah um, <laughs> man i know i i've done i hate what I hate happened you, in this episode again <laughs> yeah i know right it it's just fun and this this these are my favorite things about 
like these new things like this is the fun of just like speculating and stuff speculating like that. exactly that's that's all we're doing mm. you know the hypotheticals the what ifs you know and this is also a really good point going back to celebration um oh god where did this go where did it go uh i just lost it uh ashley Eckstein did moderate the attack of the clones panel and the three of them were on stage together i know she literally said nice to meet you sky guy yeah yeah man should have been i'm gonna lose it it would be wild. It would be absolutely <clears throat> wild in that flashback to just see like the classic Obi-Wan. If he's in that Obi-Wan armor. No, 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 with, no. No, like, I need the armor. I don't care about that's the what classic. I'm saying. I want the Clone Wars armor. That's no, what that's I what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like the cla- like his armor where he has it, and then you have Anakin in that like color thing that you have the jacket of, Ahsoka in her stuff with her two blades. Like, it would be freaking sweet. Ahsoka would have her classic green saber. Uh-huh. Sabers, excuse me. Oh, my God, Brian. Mm-hmm. And then you have Rex. Today. I'm done talking about Obi-Wan today. I'm done. I'm done. It would be wild. Um, this, this, is, this has just become too much. This has become way too much. We've, we've I've done this to... twice with like ideas in the last two Mando shows. Hey, if it doesn't happen, everybody in the chat's coming back on the last episode. And someone uh... said it. Someone said it on Monday. If it doesn't happen, it's your fault, Brian. Yeah, I know. I'm. I need to go work for a storyboard because I have a couple good ideas here now and then. But I mean, Jake's got like full blown show ideas, but like I've got little like things you could put in. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I swear know. to God, if we see this version of her i'm gonna lose it <laughs> yeah and see again words seven eight nine you know like if they if they didn't get hayden back then forget it it's not happening but 100 percent. and i think and that's what that's why i think back they talked to him yeah back, so. I just, and 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 this would set up flashbacks for hayden and rosario in the ahsoka show there it we go. Set up flashbacks. You gotta have that. I'm just saying. Yeah. And Kyle Beckworth. Mace, I'm done talking yep, for the day. I'm just done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Better be there, Mace. Come on. <laughs> it, um, it's it's we've fun. Got to, we've got to talk about the conversation conversations between Leia, young Leia, and Obi Wan. Um, Obi Wan has a brother. I didn't know that. Oh, I saw a good Twitter uh, TikTok breakdown of, of this thing that it's it's far fetched. But what if and what do you guys think? It, so he clearly remembers just teeny little bit, right? Okay, Leia, we know in later on movies thinks she remembers Padme for the little teeny little bit. What if when they're born, these force sensitives have the insight that they, for the, uh, however quick it is that they remember these quick moments, whatever. Okay. So Padme obviously birthed Leia. Leia says later on, she was very beautiful, all that, blah, 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 blah. We know Obi-Wan said, I remember I had whatever his line is with the scarf. Okay. What if, now this is a big if, 
what if you know how Leia says that one line of, are you my dad? Mm -hmm. In that scene, who is holding Leia when she's bored? Obi-Wan. Yeah. So what if she, these four sentences at that moment, for whatever brief moment it is, are remembering these things. But what about Luke, though? Luke never says anything about it, so you can't. I, but that's really... that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't Luke remember something though? I don't know. It was just a fun. <laughs> it was a fun little thing that, like, I was just like, oh. No, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I'm not leaving out the. I'm not ruling out the possibility that maybe Obi Wan, towards the end, or even Bale, they introduce her to Padme via like a hologram picture or something. I, like, I'm maybe I would something not be like surprised. that. I have a feeling at some point, Leia and Obi Wan are gonna have a conversation where she's just like, "Your mother was very beautiful. She was." Da -da 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 I like think this. so too. And it's literally the word for word of what. Leia I think says. she's. I think she's shown that she's mature enough at her age to, and she's already been asking questions about her real parents, right? Whether it comes from Bale or or uh, her mother on Alderaan or Obi, I think. By the end of the series, I do think that Leia will have a little information on Padme. I do. Uh, 100%. 100%. But, Gio, yeah. to your point about that conversation between the two of them, I, it just shows, one, how incredible Vivian is. She is so perfect as this character. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. But their chemistry together is phenomenal. Yeah. The way Yuan and her, they feed off of each other. It's done so well. And it's... it's <laughs> yeah, I, I read, I love I read Curtis's thing where he's going to... She's going to take him to Maury <laughs> paternity <laughs> testing. Yeah. Luke is too simple for that type of uh, thing. But I don't know. It was just something interesting where it's like, because like, how are they remembering these things? Like Obi-Wan, they're taking them like so young where it's like, how do you remember that you had a brother that had like a scarf or something? And then she's, throwing out are you my dad and he literally held her while she was being born like it just a little fun things to just kind of like son of a bitch <laughs> jake ahsoka flashbacks no no okay no 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 don't get that back in my head um okay any any final thoughts on obi-wan part three all i want to mention is i love the fact that we saw a stormtrooper get cut in half Dude, um, yeah, you know how many times that's happened to me in the video games? But I laughed <laughs> so hard when that happened because uh, there's many a red laser beams that I've I loved, through and lost. Loved that moment, like totally unnecessary to show, but I love that they kept it in there. It was brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> My um, favorite thing, if I'm being an asshole, was like when Obi Wan is like struggling to open up the gate and he has to shoot it when he could literally take three more steps and just walk around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was my favorite. It's I an old man like, move. It's an old man move for sure. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts, Gio? Any last, uh, you know? Yeah, um, huge missed opportunity when um, Freck enters the uh, the episode and Leia's uh, explaining, young Leia's explaining, you know, who they are, who they're posing as. Uh, she turns to Obi Wan and says, "Father, aren't you going to say hello?" Obi Wan should have said, "Hello there," just as a little. Easter egg to episode three and how Star Wars fans memes and all that. Hello there, you know, and whatnot. I'm just a little thing. And uh Riva captures Leia. We'll see what happens then. So 
I think I'm, she's going to protect her. I was just going to say, I think Sorry, that Jake. there's a possibility. No, 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 you're fine. I think there's definitely a possibility that we see a little flip in Riva when she's alone with Leia. I um, think he, she's going to protect her from Vader. I can see I, that. Because I have a feeling this will play into Vader stealing these younglings type situation like that she was. And she's going to like... I mean, I'm not saying she's going to go back to Obi-Wan and be like, here's your kid. But I think she's going to literally be like keeping her specifically away from Vader. Maybe not I, I agree. things. Well, because it, but... it wouldn't make sense. I mean, I don't know 100% how it works, but I feel like if Vader were to ever come in contact with Leia, he would know she's his daughter. Yeah. And... I think they have to keep them away from each other. I agree. Because it, it just, because we know that in the in Empire, uh, that's when Palps reveals to Vader that Luke is Anakin Skywalker's offspring. And then eventually learning that he has a sister as well in return. Yeah. Um, they, they, Vader cannot see Leia. Otherwise, it would not make sense to me at all. Mm -hmm. I completely so, agree with you. Yeah. Um, Freck, right, gentlemen, any... Andy Freck can kick rocks. He was such a he <laughs> gave me such like Trumpy vibes. Like so, like like the Empire is all great. Like you guys should check it. Like I was just like, get out of here, get this guy, let him run through the red lasers. <laughs> uh, did you know that Zach Braff voiced him? I no. Once very, I saw the credits, cool. that, yeah, no, very yeah. cool. Um, um, oh, Geo, go ahead. Go ahead. Wh why? Why can't they go back to Alderaan again? Straight back to Alderaan. They just haven't had a ship that can take them back. Yeah, well, I don't think Obi-Wan wants to go to Alderaan. It's a meeting point to grab Leia is what's happening. Um, it's just for discreet. Like if yeah, for, for security or... reasons, I think they're gotcha. meeting elsewhere to essentially hand Leia off. And the last ship they said, she, she says, like, why can't we just go back? She's like, it's a trade route ship. It just takes you. It just goes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. The, so they didn't have control over that ship, but I think. I think what they were doing, I don't think Obi-Wan wants to be seen. So he's trying to be seen by as less people as possible. And he's wearing a Jedi robe. Yeah. I know, but and we don't, and, and yeah. they don't know that. I mean, no one knows other than Reva I, that that's Bale's kid. Like, yeah, no, nobody knows it's Leia. Nobody Bale knows said, it's like, keep this on the DL big time. And the only other so. person that knew was the Grand Inquisitor. And he's right now out of the, out of the, out of the yeah. fight. So he has a hole through his stomach. <laughs> yeah. Um uh word seven eight nine here. One last question before we head out. Bail Organa and Alderon have been established to be part of the Empire, so the Death Star was friendly fire. Um I, maybe I mean it was it's it's a part of the Imperial Senate. Yeah, they're just was... they're a part of the Imperial Senate to essentially just go along with happening with what's happening, but underlying bail and maybe more on the planet are fighting for the rebellion um no, no one's no one's naive to the fact that they're not pro empire well once I mean, they find out Reva that said leia, once they find out that leia and eventually her father are working for the rebellion they blow the planet up like that's the yeah. consequences so yeah. um so yes in a way yes but also kind of no um all right well gentlemen i think that I think that wraps up today. We've gone yeah, we quite could, long we, today. Yeah, we could go on a full Star Wars. We sure can. Yeah, what a fun, sure. what a fun episode to talk about. A lot of cool little side stories there too. Geo, watch Clone Wars. 
read Dark Disciple. I think you'd uh, you'd have a lot of fun with those. To everyone who's been commenting and chatting and everything, we love it. We've said it every single chat. show. It's it's a blast when you guys comment along with us to keep us going with the questions. Come back each and every week right here this time, this day, Thursdays at 4 uh, Pacific. We'll be reviewing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everyone does it on Wednesday, so why do it on Wednesday? We're going to do it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have more time to sit on the thing to yeah. and, and, and watch TikToks and make sure we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we, so we can make us look smarter. Yeah, so, so, so it like, makes yeah. us look good. So it makes us look good. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah, Words. Sure. Thank you, Words um, 79. Yeah, man. Can't wait to have you back each week, man. Check out our other shows as well. Thursday or Tuesdays at 7, excuse me, Apocalypse Now, our main movie show each and every week. And then uh, next week, we have Miss Marvel coming out for Marvel. If you're interested in the MCU, we also mm-hmm. do Marvel Rewind, which will be uh, a day to be determined at the moment um, because of this show. So we'll figure that out once that happens. Uh, but yes, for Brian and Gio and myself, this is the Fandom Warrior Club. Thank you guys so much for watching and joining, hanging out and talking. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you guys next time. And may the force be with you. <laughs>